0: Before we get to this week's Game of Thrones feedback show, have you played Forge of Empires? Forge of Empires is a city-building game and also one of our sponsors for today's episode. In Forge of Empires, you can guide a village through the different epochs of human history from the Stone Age to the future through skillful planning on the battlefield. And we see so little of that on Game of Thrones these days. You can expand your sphere of influence and create an impressive empire. What's more, there are continuous content updates to ensure years of fun together with millions of players around the world. And guess what? You can switch between browser, iOS, and Android devices at any time while you're playing Forge of Empires. If you're new to Forge of Empires, we've got some great news for a limited time. Fans and listeners of post-show recaps can go to forgeofempires.com slash rob and get a bonus of $10 worth of diamonds. Now, this is virtual in-game currency. No cash payout. Only for the new registrations, and it's non-transferable. Please Remember to download the game via forgeofempires.com slash rob and don't forget the slash rob in order to get yourself started with that ten dollar starter package. That's gonna give you that virtual in-game currency of six hundred fifty diamonds. What to start building your own empire. So go to forgeofempires.com slash rob now, download, install, click claim gift, and get six hundred fifty diamonds right from the start at forgeofempires.com slash rob. game of thrones season eight episode number four is over but we're just getting started answering your feedback questions on the game of thrones post show recap and now here are the guys who've uh, got their herbal teas and chai lattes
1: are ready to go i am rob cisternino here with josh wiggler josh how are you i'm doing well you're gonna remember to edit this part out of the podcast right like the stuff about the coffee because that doesn't really fit in the game of thrones so we should okay, probably we'll take that like, out in post yeah that's a, that you're right post.
0: that's there's no there's no coffee stuff in no, game of thrones it's
1: too late the coffee is everywhere Don't. you can try and put the the coffee back in the coffee maker but like the toothpaste hbo it's out mm-hmm. it's out of the yes. tube yes can't put those yes. beans back in the grinder once they've been ground they don't just become whole beans again the metaphor is lost but there was coffee on game of thrones and it was very funny not
0: human beans
1: no not human beans yes so that's uh, that's a big brother thing i didn't realize that but anyway okay
0: josh is it fair to say that daenerys's starbucks coffee cup has been the only universally beloved thing of season eight (laughs) of game of thrones
1: and what's funny about that too and well received is i i would expect that that is like the thing on the other end of the of the equation of the people who are making this show that all of them are like oh come on no no they're all probably very upset about it and we are we are just like lapping up the coffee right now (laughs) number one
0: Jamie knighting Breanne. Okay, yes. that was, uh, and then Everyone number agrees. two, that was great.
1: Danny's coffee cup. Um, I'm trying to think of what would what would even um, come close, <laughs> and uh, I can't. I, like nothing comes to mind. You're absolutely right. I think it's it's definitely. It's definitely the 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 nighting ceremony was the best scene of the of the season and one of the top scenes of the series, I would even Mm. uh, go so far as to say. Uh, And then the coffee cup was the best continuity (laughs) gaffe in uh in game of thrones memory in modern game of thrones memory and just for like the people who are listening to this and like maybe they didn't catch this they don't know what's going on they're like they're firing up their hbo goes right now to go back and see whatever it is we're talking about first of all don't bother it's gone HBO has scrubbed the coffee cup from existence, uh, and it no longer is featured in this episode, The Last of the Starks, um, by uh, director David Nutter. Uh, but if you missed it on hey, the first Can't pass, spell Starbucks without Starks. That's right, Stark Bucks. And in the scene in which everybody's getting wasted at Winterfell, everyone's getting uh, Winterfell wasted, everyone's drinking and enjoying themselves and uh, they're chugging contests. Yeah, White Walker wasted, and everyone's getting totally tanked. Uh, you can see, like, Tormund is, like, pumping up Jon Snow for everybody. He's talking about how he rides a dragon, what kind of crazy person rides a dragon, or is a, a lunatic or a king? Har, 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 <laughs> And then, like, sad cut to Daenerys as the camera's, like, dollying in our, on her face, and the, the Lonely Man theme from The Hulk is playing, uh, except none of that. But what, what is there if you look? on the table in front of Daenerys it is it is a cup a cup that is from the modern world and not from the Westeros world not from the world of ice and fire it is a it is a a Starbucks resembling but not actual Starbucks cup of uh of coffee that HBO put out the tweet saying the the latte was a mistake Daenerys had actually ordered an herbal tea yes uh And so that was on the show and now it's it's gone. They've since edited it out. But for a hot minute, thank God, thank God, was there Uh, the great Akiva Whitaker had tweeted to me and said that I could live one hundred and twenty years and earn. I forget the exact number of Pulitzer Prizes and still none of my accomplishments would uh, would measure up if I could get the inside scoop on how the coffee cup wound up on game of thrones and akiva i tried man i really did i had an interview with the director i was so excited i was going to ask him all about it and i did and it was just it was a hard no comment no one wants to talk about it Hmm. no one wants no one wants to talk about the coffee cup so uh, i think the mystery is probably as simple as they forgot yeah to take i, it I it bet the table. I, 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 <laughs> i'm gonna
0: guess it, it's probably really cold on the set there in winterfell and you know yeah. it's long nights night shoots and you know late nights and people have a drink and then somebody's supposed to come through and looks like there was like a hole in the table and then that was there uh, i think it was ironic that uh the cup did appear to have like one of those like uh like jackets so you don't burn your hands for yeah. daenerys the unburnt yeah <laughs>
1: great that's great i hadn't even considered that uh job and jacket you know sometimes things don't get uh edited out like sometimes uh coffee cups just stay in the frame uh there's there was another scene from earlier in the series that i saw somebody posting where you see a bunch of people in the red keep um and like jamie lannister if you look down is holding a coffee cup in his hand Uh, and I, it doesn't look like it was Photoshopped in. That looks legit. I just haven't gone back and watched the episode to determine that. But, uh, this is certainly the more obvious of the two examples. And I think while the final season of game of Thrones is, uh, in a position to be dinged up anyway, uh, when, when everybody can agree upon the fact that that coffee cup should not be there I think everyone's going to you're going to rally the realm of everyone in the Game of Thrones community to to seize upon that thing, especially for an episode that I think has come across as fairly divisive. Mm-hmm. Uh, this seems like an episode that was not necessarily super well received, I would say.
0: Yeah, the coffee cup uh, is a metaphor for what I think that some of the book readers hope will be then uh, the CGI removal of uh, many of the things that were out there <laughs> from the show. Yeah, Josh, I really am, am coming down on I think people are are way too negative about this final season of Game of Thrones. We waited so long to get to this, and, and I think we just need to enjoy the ride more. I, I know people are upset and they wanted things to be exactly the way that they uh, dreamt them up. And there's too much yada yada in certain areas. But look, there's two episodes left of this show
1: and you yeah, got to but- enjoy it. No, I get I get that too, uh, and there's definitely stuff in in this episode and every episode so far that I've really enjoyed. And one of the one of the things that I've been saying um, in you know the various articles I'm writing, the conversations I'm having with people, is that I really I really like the what is shaping up to be like kind of the great Game of Thrones idea. I love it. I'm fascinated by it. It was not really the direction I thought that they would go in necessarily, but I love this idea of if we could just if we could just rally together behind something like a coffee cup perhaps uh if we can all just agree to stop being so mad at each other about everything if we can all agree to you know the the slights that we have uh that we have weathered from one another um all of the all of the things that keep us separate if we can get over that we can overcome the impossible we can defeat the night king in a single episode uh but that's the easy part the hard part is maintaining that energy and keeping that momentum and seizing that lasting change and finding ways to to strike peace with your enemy, to kill them with kindness. Uh, Those are the hard things. Much easier to fly on a dragon and presumably raise King's Landing to the ground as we're probably going to be getting coming up. I think that these are fascinating ideas that are in play, Um, but I don't think that you can just let Game of Thrones off the hook if they've screwed things up. And Mm -hmm. I think one of the ways in which they've screwed things up there's like little writing stuff there's like continuity errors the you know the coffee we were we were asked just to get a little bit into the feedback segment of this we, we were asked by multiple people dj labelle klein zach brooks mainstone a bunch of people wrote in asking us to theorize on the symbolic nature of the starbucks cup brooks's take was is the starbucks cup the perfect symbolism for this sloppily written season and i do think that there are some areas in which this season has been sloppily written i just think that there are I don't don't think that you can avoid it. Um, but the higher crime for me is the uh the shortened episode orders for both last season and this season. I really think, in retrospect, in hindsight, were very bad ideas because that the the, the you know the, the the company line at the time was that money is getting redirected into having bigger, flashier episodes with longer run times, but bigger budgets for the big battle stuff. And like if if that's gonna be the case. And one of your, you know, both so far of the final two seasons, both of the huge spectacle episodes have landed with a thud. You know, the beyond the wall episode in season seven up until this season was one of the most maligned episodes that I can think of in terms of an episode that had so much anticipation behind it and the long night. We know how that's gone, Uh, you know. Mm -hmm. Emphasis on the night, like emphasis on on the darkness. And I, I was here last week defending it, uh, and I and I hold to many of those defenses. But uh, you know, it was at the very least, it's jarring for people to have the whole White Walker thing just be resolved in the space of a of a single episode. So I think that a lot of the the story points that we're moving toward, like Danny's going to have to to lose all of these different people, she's going to have to lose the dragon, she's going to have to lose so much to get her into the position that the story wants her to be in so that it can express its central themes. I get that all of that stuff needs to happen, but I think because of the reduced episode order, it's all having to happen Way too quickly I think that this was A really poorly paced Final two seasons and I think that those Are fair criticisms and then there's a bunch Of other writing stuff that I think is fair I think There's still a lot of really great stuff to enjoy About Game of Thrones um, but I Don't think that I can't just Come on here and be like everybody relax The season is totally great and totally fine I don't fully feel that way I probably am a little more agnostic And and clinical about it like I Oddly feel uh, less Emotionally invested in it because to me it's kind of more work than pleasure at this point so i'm fascinated in the things that it's getting wrong i'm thrilled by the things that it's getting right but both of those things are happening simultaneously
0: so in terms of just looking at all of that uh which you know i I agree with what you're saying uh who was sort of the driver i can't imagine that hbo
1: didn't want five more seasons of this was it the cast was it no uh, D&D I th- I think, or was it yeah yeah i think it's dnd and you know fair fair to them that making game of thrones is a is a full-time gig i think that they don't really get much in the way of a break uh you know pretty much ever uh, I, I think that they really they they eat and breathe and sleep and you know what else game of thrones uh i think that that's that's their life uh and has been for at least a decade if not a little bit longer because i think that the the first version of the Pilot was 11 years ago they filmed It Mm -hmm. it's something like it's it's 10 years Give or take a year Uh, and You know maybe they have like a little bit of vacation Time for a couple of weeks somewhere in there but It's such a it's such a uh, you know They have to turn right around start writing again They have to be really In this world and they must Be exhausted and as human beings My heart goes out to them Uh, Like I I fully Appreciate that that's just got to be like on a On a life level that's got to be that's got to be Really tiring and I think that they Want to wrap the story up and and Move on with their lives and move On to other things and If they felt like they could Do it in 13 episodes Across seasons 7 and 8 then you know that that would Be why they they went for it but I think that the show very Easily could have gone on A lot longer than 13 episodes like A full 20 episodes a full 10 And 10 season 7 and 8 if not a Little bit longer than that maybe based on Like the size and ambition of this story that they've inherited From George R.R. R. Martin uh, And uh, a, a friend of yours and mine who, who, Whose name I won't identify In case he doesn't want to be identified uh, Pointed out to me uh, The great irony in the fact that David Benioff and Dan Weiss Who are, who are adapting George R.R. R. Martin's story Are ending the story Rather than handing the story off To a different showrunner Because they want to finish the story That they started When I think maybe the better move would have been to hand this off to another showrunner for the sake of the show I think that there's probably A lot of human beings out there that Would have done a great job with more Game of Thrones and it's absolutely Not HBO that said you have to Wrap up Game of Thrones HBO is Currently scrambling to produce A pilot I don't think scrambling probably very Carefully getting ready to produce A pilot based on one of these Successor shows yeah. ideas that, that's going to take Place thousands of years before Game of Thrones I think their preference would have been to not have to do That so soon and to keep making Game of Thrones the actual show uh, so I lay it at the feet of David Benioff and Dan Weiss, who I think are very understandably tired. Uh, I think it's showing in the writing and I think that they probably in hindsight should have walked away and, mm-hmm. and given the show to somebody else like you, Rob. No, I don't want it. I don't want it. It was uh, yours to but, take. But what You're the, the cast. True son. Uh, what,
0: you know, uh, Kit Harington and Dinklage and, uh, uh, Amelia Clark and, uh, Sophie Turner, like the, the principles of the show. Did they did they want to do something else? Because I feel like that you you can get different showrunners. I think that this is not ER where that all of a sudden, you know, if you have these people that were following uh, their specific characters that, you know, were very invested in the story of, you know, these specific people that we followed for seven or eight seasons. Did they want to wrap it up, too?
1: Well, I. i think first of all the show can't go on forever so i'm not like arguing for like uh you know like wait for george r R. martin if george r R. martin's just never gonna finish it uh don't like put the show on for like 11 seasons like eight full seasons sounds right to me maybe nine but that seems a little long um i don't know Back up the Winnebago from Walking Dead season six, you know, and and dump the money in front of them, because uh, I feel like this show makes so much money that HBO could have dumped enough money in the laps of the people who are the the stars they cannot afford to lose in order to make that possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, with the, with the right deal, they probably would have kept going, especially if it means that the that the story would be told a little more elegantly. I would love to be a, a fly on the wall for, you know, it's for some of what they must be thinking about some of these storylines. They're not going to come out in the press to me, to anybody uh, it's really like, you know, like lambasting the show. I, I think that they're going to defend the show. But you got to wonder. You know, you got to wonder some of some of the things that are happening here. If like the Danny story is really taking this mega dark turn at a really fast clip. I can't imagine. Amelia Clark is thrilled about that. But I don't know. That's that's all speculation and impossible to say. OK, uh, but I, I think I think your point is not invalid. I think, you know, the actors wanting to move on makes a lot of sense. At the very least, Kit Harrington wanted that haircut. Quite badly. (laughs) All right. So let's start to
0: dive into the mailbag from the listeners and uh, see what they had to say about things besides uh, the coffee cup.
1: Yeah. So we've we've covered the coffee cup, I think. Um, Let's start with uh, there's not a ton of feedback about uh, Missande, Tricaris, Long may uh, may she rest in peace. Uh, There's there's a lot of people who were really not thrilled about the way in which Rhaegal the Dragon got yes. killed. Uh, a lot of people very upset about that. Uh, the prolific Steve Davis will turn we'll turn the, the tables over to him. He will be our first uh, official raven on the board. Uh, and, and Steve wrote in and said, how does the Unsullied army not scout ahead, especially after they were burned by Euron's navy before? Literally, this is a time of war and they already knew Cersei betrayed their pact. So why would they not also think she has a move up her sleeve here? Danny is being escorted by what's equivalent to the Secret Service. They return to a castle that has been abandoned since late last season, and they're in a time of war. But nobody in the entire army decides to go 50 feet ahead to make sure the coast is clear. They could just use one dragon to fly super high above each area to ensure they're safe to approach. So that was Steve's complaint. Uh, we had we had a few other we had uh, Meta Steve, a different Steve, Meta a man named, Steve, a man named Meta Steve, who wrote in and said, why wouldn't Daenerys just pull up, come around the backside and roast uh, and roast all those ships before they could turn around? Uh, I assume that that's like a post Rhaegal death at that point. So why doesn't Daenerys because Daenerys like flies straight at the fleet and then yeah. she breaks away. Why doesn't she just fly like super duper high out of scorpion range? And turn around and get behind the ships before they can turn around, unless the scorpions are on on swivels.
0: Yeah, well, that's why I'd have to go back and take a look. I would have to imagine that the scorpion is on some sort of yeah a large, swivel, Susan situation, you know, ball bearing type system. Where otherwise, you would have to move the the boat a different direction. It makes no sense that the thing would be. You know, maybe it has like 90 degree mobility and not a, a 360. But I mean, Kyburn is uh, very resourceful. You would think that he could uh, go ahead and uh, get that thing uh, being able to swing around 360. So to Steve Davis's point. Yeah, uh, very valid one. And uh, we have seen a, a lot of military maneuvering over these past two seasons from the uh, Daenerys forces. That could be second guessed. I yeah, don't know who's uh, making the call. We've blamed Tyrion in the past.
1: Yeah, we have blamed Tyrion. But this one, I,
0: I think you have to lay at the feet of Danny. Where, may, where maybe it seems like that she is ignoring the best advice of her advisors at this point, and she is acting as her own uh, military director.
1: Yeah, and she shouldn't have been flying Rhaegal yet. He was he had like holes in his wings and stuff. He was clearly so injured from the fight against the Night King. Yeah, I she think didn't they want to even say it. that they even say that in the War Council, right? Where they're like, everyone's so tired. Can we just take naps? Can it be nap time for a couple of weeks? She's like, no, we got to go right now. And then Regal gets shot out of the sky. It sucks. Uh, Jake Janikowski had a had a comment here Uh, about the dragon situation he says with two dragon scouts and an all-knowing being on the queen's small council does the fact that they were ambushed in open seas make this the biggest military negligence on the show or still rob marrying a nurse instead of a much-needed ally i think this i think jake continued and said i think this episode made the long night much better in retrospect i think the message that humans can come together to fight a common foe can't uh, but can't stop their own infighting is powerful. I agree with that, Jake. And then Jake concluded his uh, feedback by saying Kyburn is just such a weenie,
0: which mm-hmm. I appreciated.
1: I thought that was funny. Um, I think that this is a fun, uh, a fun thing to, to talk about. We often on like the Survivor podcasts on RHAP, you talk about like how to de- determine the worst move. Right. Like if if door number one gets you the win. Right. Uh, and door number two causes you to lose, then that's the worst. Like that's why the woo thing is is the worst. Uh, so in, uh, in is there any like way to like apply that to the worst military decision on this show? Would you say that this is worse than uh, than Rob's choice to marry a nurse instead of a much needed ally? Is one more palpably worse than the other?
0: I think that Rob's decision to marry Telissa is worse. Because I think if he doesn't do that, then he doesn't end up dead. And so that's big. That's big. The red wedding doesn't is, happen. Red right uh, wedding doesn't happen. So if Dan I mean, uh, you know, I guess that the dragon's life depends on that, but uh, you know that uh, does Daenerys go on to lose the the last war because she only has one dragon left? I guess we'll have to wait and see.
1: I guess we'll have to wait and see. But like, what a stupid way to lose the dragon! Uh, and with freaking Euron Greyjoy gets to kill a dragon. I hate. I know. That. I know. I hate that. I hate that. You I was saying to it. you offline the other day how much I hate Euron Greyjoy. <laughs> just mama fratelliing his way around every corner. I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate him so much. He's just terrible. He's a terrible character. I
0: can't believe he's such a major player
1: here in the endgame. Oh, it's so annoying that he is. That's 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 a big part of the reason why like I'm a little sour on the final season so far, it's just like knowing that Euron has to be this force that's gotta be reckoned with. Like he's gonna be a big part of whatever's happening in the the penultimate episode yeah of game of thrones and like that's just so annoying i hate oh, i hate that yeah i hate that i, I think he's, he's gonna, got a, a big
0: part to play too oh, probably right ugh. uh i i mean I, I can't imagine that that all that business with cersei's baby is gonna be for naught too i yeah, think yeah we'll that, talk that, about that yeah
1: we'll talk about that we've got a lot of questions about that uh let's stay on danny for a little while uh us uh and, and let's stay on the dragons because maybe there's there's something that we haven't been considering. We got a voicemail uh, from Buck Smith, the Buck Smith, uh, who who had a take about Danny's dragons that I had never
2: contemplated before. So well, let's turn it to Buck. Here's Buck. This is Buck Smith in Madison, Mississippi. And I woke up this morning with an epiphany. What? I know what's going to happen. You Those know- dragons have been spending a lot of time with one another for, since Slavers Bay. I think at Dragonstone there are uh, nests of are uh, many nests and many different sizes of dragons. I think that whenever uh when Greyjoy looks up and looks up into the clouds, I believe it's going to be just a huge squadron of multi-sized dragons. They're going to come down, the small ones will be able to evade the big bolt throwers, but they'll get be taken out by some of the archers but i don't think they're ready for that i don't think i don't think they're even even a little bit ready for multi-sized dragons the medium size won't won't, <laughs> won't be bothered by the uh by the uh you know the regular arrows i think that they're going to get smoked i think it's going to be an absolute massacre danny's going to come in and burn king's landing to the ground oh and i think God. to stop her from being the mad queen i believe it's going to be tyrion lannister that will end up having to put her down, and John Snow will. Will sit on the iron throne. All right, that's my yeah. call. Maybe, maybe losing
1: me, maybe losing me with a little
2: bit of that stuff. But the the multi what's going to happen dragons. to all the dragons then?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the the, the multi dragons. Just love, and I love the idea. I, I love Buck's emphasis on on the the like the necessity of them being multi sizes, like a, a, a great diversity in the sizes of the dragons. What do you think? Do you think that Drogon and Rhaegal and maybe Viserion, when Viserion was around. Are they all just were they were they getting busy? I mean, how do we know that they're all uh, male dragons, and how do we know that they all reproduce the same way? Maybe there's some some Jurassic Park shenanigans going on where life finds a way. Yeah. What do you what is what do you what do we think? We see in the trailer, Euron's looking up in the sky, seeing mm-hmm. something. Could he be I- looking at multi-sized?
0: Dragons. I don't think so. I don't know how the dragons procreate, what the process is or any of that. Uh, I don't believe that there will be a new bunch of dragon eggs uh, that are. born. Maybe that, I could see that being maybe like the last shot of maybe like a dragon egg that got left behind after all of this. But I don't know. I, 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 I'm not buying it. And uh, I, I th- I'd say no
1: i want it to be true mm-hmm. i want it to be true because i love the idea of multiple dragons of multiple sizes scorching your own gray joy to ash
0: who gets the kill on your own gray joy
1: oh man probably yara right like yara shows up and does her thing and he gets he gets uh gray joy is on yara violence. the do machina this week yeah probably like maybe maybe that's it maybe yara uh went back to the iron islands and uh was like you know what we we really the reason why this hasn't been working is we haven't been thinking big enough we've been talking about uh sea ships we need to be building airships. she's gonna oh. show up with with westeros's first airplanes and she's gonna drop in on euron Greyjoy, and they're toast they're screwed at that point okay don't think that's going to happen, but I just like the visual. Uh, let's keep going on on Danny. Some people frustrated with what's going on in Dannyland right now. This is Megan from Canada, who says, are either of you as upset as I am that everyone in the show is trying to make Danny look crazy? Poor girl has gone through a lot in the last week. She's lost half her army. She lost her most trusted advisor. She lost her best friend. She lost her dragon. She had to fight her un." dead dragon people keep giving her terrible advice people are treating her like crap even though she helped save their butts in the north oh and she just found out the love of her life has a better claim to the throne and this is me adding and he is her nephew i mean give the poor girl a break she should have just taken lady elena's advice in the first place huh. uh, rob where are you at in terms of your sympathy or lack thereof for daenerys targaryen
0: yeah, I think that uh sympathy is warranted, but at the same time that she's also rejecting a lot of sound advice of, hey, uh, let's wait a second. We just went toe to toe with the Night King and our forces are weakened and Daenerys is like, no. I want to go to King's Landing now. I want to fight. I want to take on Cersei now. I can't wait another month. I'm not going to do that. So I, I do have sympathy for her. Uh, th- that being said, I think we need to see what she's going to do next. Is she going to retreat or is she going to hop on Drogon and torch King's Landing right now?
1: Yeah, that leads us nicely into this next question from uh the a great friend, Jackie Toemeyer, who writes in and says, Is there a chance that Danny Burns King's landing to the ground and then is horrified by what she's done and realizes that people don't want her as queen and rides off on Drogon to never be seen? Again, what do you think about that, Rob? Do you think that we are going to move into the second to last episode ever of Game of Thrones? Danny is going to do the thing that she never wanted to do. She's going to become the things she hates. She's going to be responsible for the deaths of lots and lots of innocent people. And she will survive the experience, but be horrified by herself and leave. Or do you think that someone would need to stop her? Like, how do you see all of that playing out?
0: I can't imagine that that's how the show ends. Yeah. That I could see Daenerys taking King's Landing and then there being some sort of, you know, decision that has to be made between the forces loyal to the Starks and the forces that are still loyal to Daenerys about what happens next.
1: Right. Right. But there's still and I hate to keep bringing up season two. Believe me, I hate to say the words House of the Undying. Uh, You know, I just had I just had a blueberry blue raspberry drink in order to say those words. Uh, But that that prophecy, that vision that she had. Of the of the Red Keep and the, the Iron Throne being covered in snow with a with a hole blown through the roof. There's Bran's vision of a dragon's shadow cast all over King's Landing. That has yet to happen. Uh, doesn't it feel like the stage is set for Danny to do something that she's going to deeply regret? Hmm. And like and Cersei's packing the Red Keep with all the innocent people. And she's she's losing so much in such rapid succession that I think it feels very jarring and I do think that this is an area I think almost no character on the show right now no important like really important character on the show right now is uh is potentially getting shafted by the shortened episode order harder than Daenerys like I I don't mind this being kind of the trajectory of her character it's just happening so freaking fast but maybe to some degree that's the point that she has lost so much over the past several weeks, you know, from, you know, starting with Viserion all the way through Masande in this past episode and everybody in between that maybe there is this, you know, this thematic idea of uh, a ruler on the brink who is just like completely out of F's. She just spent all this time in the North realizing that people in Westeros don't really like her that much. They think she's a weirdo. Uh, so maybe she's like going to stop caring so much about the people in King's Landing. I think it's I think if it goes there, like I kind of I, I see what they're going for. And I think that just like the execution of it, it's just it's too it's too sudden. It just it just it feels like too hard of a shift, uh, but it does Feel like they are at least setting us up to wonder if she's willing to do it. And she oh, basically uh, we're wondering. We're wondering She basically said to Varys when Varys like gave her like a really cleanly articulated reason why she should not attack the Red Keep and attack King's Landing. Danny basically responded by saying, like, I'm here, I was put on earth. I was put on planetos, bro, <laughs> to, to to wipe out tyrants. It's my destiny. I'm supposed to do this, damn it. Uh, and I will do it at all costs, is what she says. Mm-hmm. You know, that's obviously paraphrasing with a little bit of John Locke thrown in there. But, like, she basically says. Don't tell me will- what I can't do. Yeah, I mean, you know. That that kind of thinking doesn't always work out so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I, I I'm wondering, uh, and I'm nervous, and I get where Danny is coming from, but I will stop getting where Danny is coming from the moment she just like starts annihilating people in the Red Keep just to get to Cersei. Like that's the Cersei playbook. Yeah, that Cer- Cersei wildfire bombs uh, like a, a thousand people just to get to three. I don't think uh, she'll do it. I think it. I think it'd be. It would be really crazy to me if they if they went there. I think we. I think we'll probably get to a moment where like it'll look like Danny's about to do that, and then she's gonna like be like, "No, I can't. Can't do it. I'm mm-hmm. a better person than Cersei." I hope so. That'd be my my sincerest hope. I can't imagine the next episode
0: starts with Daenerys hopping on Drogon and then torching King's Landing.
1: Yeah, man be crazy
0: not to mention that the perimeter of king's landing seemed to be lined with all of those scorpions which i was really drogon seemed like he was a sitting duck during that whole negotiation once you're beheading a miss well i don't know why they don't fire a shot at drogon
1: or danny (laughs) yeah or the entire crowd and just see what you get
0: I don't know they they seemed like that they were like uh, all right we'll kill Missandei you heard us you heard our message yeah can I tell you one, one other nitpick and, and I've been you know uh generous to uh Game of Thrones but yes when I
1: pick the when nits, I, there are nits to pick when <laughs> when that's I, the thing there's when,
0: nits to pick when I watch that back uh how how high would you say the wall was that uh Cersei was up on top of it, around the uh the castle gates
1: uh, director David Nutter says it's about 40 to
0: 50 feet about 40 to 50 feet yeah a lot of luck going on And you know Tyrion is Giving his impassioned plea Of Cersei I beg You yeah as a mother If not for Yourself for your unborn Child and, and I don't know how Cersei isn't Like what I Can't hear you uh, You're very far Away uh, <laughs>
1: Tyrion projects. I guess so. Uh,
0: I don't know. Anybody heard anybody in that conversation? Nobody is talking that
1: loud. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why. Uh, why she goes through with it? Like maybe that speech would have really what? resonated if she had heard it. If she had heard it, she'd be like, "Oh my god, he raises interesting, yeah. interesting points."
0: That's why. You're on Greyjoy doesn't do anything because he can't hear what Tyrion is saying.
1: Yeah, but instead like maybe she's looking down at Tyrion like when you look at Peter Dinklage's performance like he has like kind of like these sad smiles his face is sort of contorting in a weird way and maybe it's, it's just, like he's just like kind of like gesticulating at me wildly this jerk. Yeah, nobody heard to-
0: Missande's last words. Yeah. <laughs>
1: They're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it's very frustrating. Nobody could hear anything. Yeah, I
1: think I think that that's probably correct. I think you're probably right about that. Uh, how about how about this? This is from Andrea, uh, who, you know, talk about Danny coming to the north and feeling like a bit of a weirdo. This is Andrea saying Danny seems so upset with John's popularity in the north. Mm-hmm. However. Isn't it unlikely that he's going to get a similar reception anywhere else in Westeros? He's only loved in the north, but elsewhere, I think she'd probably be more exciting to people, right? Shouldn't somebody point this out to her? Mm, Yeah. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, she needs like a good pollster to sort of uh, tell her what's going on, because, yeah, she's like campaigning in uh, John's backyard where he's very popular. And, uh, you know, if they knew that he wasn't even a Stark, maybe he wouldn't even be as popular
1: up there. And yeah, people hate the Starks. Like they really like they're just like fuddy duddies. No one likes them. They're so serious. They can't crack a joke. Uh that being said, the Starks never uh burned Lords of the Reach with Dragonfire. Like uh, you know, I, I think that Danny's whole activity during the the loot train battle that probably gave her a bit of a reputation down south
0: right right and Cersei is also helping to you know spread uh, rumors about her yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so there's a lot of stuff uh, working against uh, Daenerys right now I I don't know why this Iron Throne is uh, worth the trouble
1: Uh, it's not it's definitely (laughs) not all right but speaking of which there's a lot back to Dario
0: and rule marine
1: I think that that's probably a better move. she be like, you know, Westra, screw you, dudes. <laughs> Lame dropkick you, Cersei. I'm
0: going back to Mareem. <laughs> Mareem is where she should be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the right place for
0: her. I'll be in a Mareem Knees Knot the rest of this <laughs> time. Yeah. Okay uh josh before we get to more feedback questions let me take a moment and thank our sponsor here Uh, those are our friends over at blue diamond almonds Mm. and if you're watching game of thrones you got to be tired of these same boring snacks well let me tell you winter is here and so is the perfect snack blue diamond almonds whether you're going to work you're bored at work leaving work uh, these almonds are the perfect snack anytime Honey roasted flavored almonds, sriracha flavored almonds, wasabi and soy sauce flavored almonds. Do we have your attention? Those poll great
1: everywhere. Yeah, all, yeah. In all, the north. All they over love Planetos. All oh, yeah. Planetos is eating up their almonds and they're just getting so strong. Why keep snacking
0: on boring chips when you could go to the store and pick up the blue diamond almonds right now? Listen, you're not going to want to watch the Clegane Bowl potentially uh, this week uh, without having no, potentially a, that's a,
1: happening. It's happening. Go
0: to yeah, I- snack handy like some uh, blue diamond almonds. I, I go with the honey roasted.
1: Yeah, I mean, a honey roasted is just a a classic flavor combination. But, uh, you know, uh, let's live a little dangerously. Uh, Let's get some ghost pepper up here. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we've got to show ghosts some love, right?
0: Whatever the moment, Blue Diamond Almond is the perfect snack. Don't deny your cravings. Go pick up some uh, great flavors right now and eat them. Blue Diamond Almonds crave victoriously. Okay. Josh, where else are we going in the feedback show?
1: Uh, well, what's you know? There's we're talking about the Iron Throne. We haven't talked a lot about Jon Snow. Yeah, let's talk
0: about Jon Snow.
1: Game of Thrones feels like it's trending towards King John. Like I feel like uh, it's it's likelier than ever. I really would. I not don't think have we're it. getting it. I mean, I, I don't know. I really don't. I think that I think it's very likely we we will. I, I feel like it's the kind of thing where he's gonna be like, "Oh, I don't want to do it, but you all want me to do it, and I'm just gonna." do it and i i think that like this is the thing that he wants the least in the world and game of thrones ending with like a good person on the iron throne who wants nothing to do with it like power going to the person who wants that power the least might be a very game of thronesian ending i don't know that i like it and it's certainly not what i would have expected But it's at the very least something that Varys is into. And we've had some questions Mm -hmm. about that. Uh, This is from Ben Stern with an E who says, my question is, after Tyrion and Varys's conversation, it sounds like Varys will attempt to back Jon for the throne instead of Danny. Who do you think his allies will be? Um, My question to piggyback off of that, Rob, is Varys seems to imply when he's talking to Tyrion that he'll do something very untoward to Danny in mm-hmm. order to make it possible for John to be the king. What's what's Varys' plan? Well what's he gonna do? Uh whatever Varys'
0: plan is, uh I don't think he's gonna be successful. I, I think he's, that- get, he's gonna get little fingered. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think that if we go back to remember that se- that season 7 conversation where uh Danny was uh re- like called out Varys like in front of everybody and it's like, "Oh Varys, hey, remember you tried to have me killed? Uh yeah, I'm totally going to kill
1: you if you ever do anything yeah, like yeah, that make again. make no he's mistake." Like, yeah, he's toast, and right? Like, he's done.
0: Yeah, uh, I I think that we lose Varys this week. And I think that whatever yeah. he's up to, I think that they- Danny ends up uh, finding out about it. And I wonder is uh you know, could Tyrion Betray oh, Varys.
1: man Wow. Tyrion's gonna narc on Varys and Varys gets killed for it. Well, that sucks.
0: <laughs> Who else is loyal to Danny that would potentially betray uh Varys' plot? Yeah.
1: Maybe like Varys pulls like the like the beginning of Avengers Infinity War and he's like he does like the Loki trying to kill Thanos move and Thanos just like power grabs Loki's throat and is like, yeah, no, that's a movie that's a year old. So I don't mind spoiling that. Uh, but maybe, maybe Varys tries to do something and Danny just like catches him in the act. I hate the idea of Tyrion selling out Varys, of Tyrion selling out the one person who he has said he trusts the most in the world to Danny, to somebody who he obviously has some doubts about at the very least. I think with this well, really, okay. let me paint this a different really scenario. fast season right. like that would just be horrible.
0: Could could there be some sort of conversation with, with this Tyrion have a, you know, come to Jesus moment with Daenerys where he's like, listen, that you are losing support there are there are people who uh do not think that you are the best and she's able to sort of piece it together without him oh, saying he gives up
1: the goose yeah, yeah he, he doesn't mean to sell out the he's spider tr- but he he's does. trying
0: to say look that everybody's out on you and she is able to deduce that varus is uh, also uh that 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 Tyrion knows about this. And then also he tips off
1: the blind side. She knows to play the idol and Varys gets idled out. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh God, that sucks. That feels so likely. Yeah. Uh what a bummer. I think, I think next week, I think next week, let's put a pin in this because I, I think, I think Varys is, is done next week. I think Varys is dead. Uh, I would love to oh, so circle. You think he back. Makes, do you think he makes it through episode five, and then and then this no, happens in episode no, six? No, I think I think we'll I think we'll probably lose him next week. Would be my bet, um, but maybe not. If if it's the series finale, we can still talk about it then. Mm. Uh, but if Varys dies, I feel like we ought to uh, we ought to compare it to the Littlefinger death and make a call on the field as to who got shafted worse, who had who who got who got uh, who got got by got worse. Uh, like which which character who was presented as such a smart, intelligent, political schemer all the way through ended up just losing it in such an unfortunate way. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm 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 going to be curious to come back to that because I I don't like Varys's chances here, and I'm not happy with the scenario that we've laid out, but it feels highly plausible.
0: Yeah. And look, we are, you know, watching this at basically, you know, 2x speed. I think there's still a a lot of twists and turns that we're going to get here in this final
1: season. Uh, John Rumsey had written in and said, for the life of me, I don't understand why anyone would want to support Jon Snow to be the king. (laughs) He has all of the bad Stark traits. He's not smart. Yeah. He's boring. He's not clever. Handsome. I would guess it's because Sansa or Varys could manipulate him, but I think his misplaced honor and loyalty would hinder that. Please tell me what I am missing. Uh, the the floor is, is yours Okay, on that, Rob.
0: The appeal of Jon Snow as the leader is that I think that to the common folk, That uh, he doesn't come off with sort of like the air of being uh, stuck up that he was uh, like almost basically, yes, he is a Stark, but he kind of has the appeal of being, you know, a uh, lowborn bastard. He is a war hero. And of course, uh, that plays uh, very well in the north. And now uh, we're also talking about that he does have the better claim as well as uh, Varys points out. He also points out in this particular society... The idea of a male ruler is uh, more favorable than the idea of a female ruler. And the Targaryen brand, especially the dragon riding Targaryen brand. I mean, John is sort of a, a Targaryen in stark clothing, but the Targaryens are, are, are not popular.
1: Yeah. Uh, the other thing, like, John's definitely, he can be a real dummy uh and it's nothing that he's going to want he does he you know he's just like uh he's a straight shooter to a fault yeah. he doesn't like the political game uh and he did get killed for it once before but that being said him bringing the wildlings in like he did he did like Create peace for the wildlings at the very least if nothing else he achieved that he brought the wildlings south of the wall he saved so many of them probably a ton of them died during both the battle of the bastards and the battle at Winterfell during the long night but many of them were going to get to go home. Like, I think we probably have seen the last of Tormund short of an epilogue, right? Like, I think that Tormund mm-hmm. gets to walk you away from know. this thing. Yeah. Don't you dare. Don't you start with me. I'm 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 very hopeful that we've, we've seen the last of Tormund Giants be, I want that man to live uh, like, so he, like that's, he said, you never know. I know. And I'm telling him, like, don't don't you don't tell me that. Just go. Yeah. Just Get out of here. Uh you know, so like John has achieved something. He achieved peace for the wildlings. He bridged a gap between an entire culture. Uh, he, you know, he yeah. he bridged this cultural gap that had never been done for thousands of years. So That's he all has him.
0: credentials as a, a leader. You it's know, it's a good I, resume
1: point. He his heart's
0: in the right place. Uh, yeah, and he but, got stabbed in it. Yeah, that un- unfortunately, you know, that I, I think that without somebody, without an advisor, and I don't think he can be advised either. He's the kind of guy that, that, you know, before before the big meeting, like, OK, whatever you do, don't say this, don't say this, don't say this. And, you know, he's going to say it in the meeting.
1: Yeah. All of these people who are like the the front runners for the throne, they suck. There's every candidate is flawed. Yeah. To say they suck is harsh, but like uh, they are all so rigid. There's no there's no wiggle room. Uh, mm-hmm. On these people On Jon Snow He's you know He has that uh, th- th- Yeah Steve Davis Once again He was really pissed off About this Steve Davis wrote it And said Everyone always says That Ned was the most Loyal Loyal person In Westeros Including John. But I beg To differ There's a big difference Between telling a lie And omitting the truth For the good of the realm Ned omitted the truth About John For 20 years John could do the same By just keeping His heritage to himself but he just had to offer up the information for some reason. So he is not like Ned because Ned would hold a secret to save lives when John just always feels compelled to tell every truth, no matter how many lives are ruined. I mm. think that that, Rob, speaks to your thinking about Jon Snow as somebody who uh, he's not going to be advised very easily. He's going to do what he wants to Doesn't do. Doesn't take
0: advice, no.
1: He's going to run out. Uh, into the middle of the battle of the bastards, even if that's not the plan, he's going to drag and ride into the middle of the long night, even if that's not the plan, just because that's what instinct tells him to do that's where his moral compass is pointing and while he does have a strong moral compass he lacks the uh the analytical skills i believe to know when is the right time to pivot away from from what the compass is telling you when is the when is the the tool not doing its job when do you have to use your gut and make a choice to to do something a little more creative uh, i don't think john snow necessarily has that gear i'm with you I, I don't think that he'll end up on the iron throne but I think he's going to get much closer than I thought that he would get. Mm-hmm. I thought he'd be dead by now. Yeah. Again. I still think that Danny could kill him. Yeah, I think that's possible too. Um, other people who might kill Jon Snow, animal activists. Everyone's very upset with Jon Snow for the way. How do he you treated, feel about this? It shaded Ghost. This is we, we, a ton of feedback. Jackie, uh, Jackie Tovmire once again doesn't Ghost deserve a quick scritch behind the the mm-hmm. now missing ear for fighting all these years? beside John, John can't even wander over five steps and look longingly in the eyes and say goodbye. Come on. And tovi Paul agreed. Come on, John is what he said. Come on, John. Um, I mean yeah uh it's it's your direwolf, dude so much happened after you got the direwolves. these were very symbolic for how stark this this poor guy lost an ear for you you haven't talked to him in years yeah and you, and you just give you give him the head nod yeah that's it give him a hug come, come on come on don't be a jerk make people happy yeah it was stupid i thought that was bad another instance of just like, just let Jon Snow hug the dog. That's like the obvious move. Mm-hmm. It's an emotional moment that he gets to go to the dog. And like you can imagine, it's like they're two, they're two strong, solemn northern creatures respecting each other from across the distance. They know that their hearts belong in the north, but only one of them can truly go, even though they both want to stay. And so they have a longing glance across the courtyard. It's like, just let him hug the dog. Yeah. Let him hug the dog. Let like, Show us that Jon Snow is like a little sad about the fact that like he couldn't hang out with his dog more.
0: Maybe it's that ghost is a shell of his former self. I mean, the last time we saw Nymeria,
1: ghost
0: shell. Uh, that <laughs> Nymeria seemed uh, like uh, she was like twice
1: the size that ghost is currently. Yeah yeah am i am i am i off on this no ghost is just, well ghost is the runt of the litter so that's 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 fine like that's that's, that's how it was always built it okay. was always built that way uh But yeah Uh, Jack from Maryland Also pissed off About the ghost thing. You can't even Pat your dire wolf And give him a proper goodbye John's a horrible pet owner And this was an awful moment (laughs) Which I I enjoy the phrasing of But Jack had also asked I I too uh, am a pet lover So I understand Yeah me as well R.I.P. Leopardo Dicatrio uh, And Isabella Catalini I don't want to give her The short shift Uh, Jack from Maryland uh, Had also added With only two episodes left Do you think that was A real send off For Ghost and Tormund or do you still have? Do you think they still have a role to play in the end game? I will take the official position that we will not see Tormund and Ghost again unless it's some sort of epilogue thing in the final episode.
0: Oh, maybe if we have like uh, John Snow, uh, like him, him, like uh, some sort of ceremony in the Winterfell crypts, uh, like his body being returned to Winterfell. I could see Tormund and, yeah, and, like and Ghost there.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think that we will see them in any kind of like dangerous situation again. No. They're done. They're they're good. They're going to make it. I'm very happy about it. Um, speaking of people who are going to make it, I'm I'm being challenged on a preseason posi- a prediction that I had. had. Uh, Jessica writes in and says, "Gilly revealed in the latest episode that she is pregnant. Does this yeah. change Josh's prediction that she will not make it out of this season alive?" Uh, yes. I will say yes, Uh, although I will I will say the fact that she survived the long night was the thing uh, that if she wasn't going to die there, I think that she's going to be fine. I think Sam and Gilly are both going to be okay here.
0: Yeah. Uh, What's their future role to play here? Anything or are they sort of like uh, in the montage with Tormund and Ghost?
1: I kind of feel like their story's done. I kind of feel like there's not, you know, there's going to be so much that has to happen in episode five. And we've already seen structurally that they are willing this final season that's only six episodes long. They're willing to sideline major characters for multiple episodes at a time. We did not see Cersei at all in episode two. We did not see her at all in episode three. And even though she made major moves in episode four, we didn't see her until basically the very end. Mm -hmm. So Cersei sits out half at the very least of the final season. Um, I think that Tormund making it through four episodes of the final season more than enough time for Tormund Giants I mean. Sam and Gilly making it through four episodes of the final season more than enough time for Sam and Gilly we can throw them in the epilogue uh, but I think that it would be enough to know for me I, I would like to know a little bit more about like what their ultimate landing spot is which is why I hope that there's something in the series finale but in episode five which I expect to be the most difficult dangerous uh episode left on the board i expect the final episode you gotta imagine that's mostly like resolution stuff uh i i feel like sam is gonna be okay i feel like gilly's gonna be fine i think that they're gonna you know they'll they'll revamp the citadel they'll get to be happy librarians is that forever. where they were
0: off to the citadel
1: they're currently just chilling in the north i think, I think they're okay hanging out
0: no horn hill
1: i don't know maybe okay uh, yeah, I, I kind of thought that maybe uh, Sam uh, would end up with Highgarden since uh, the Tarleys were promised Highgarden after the deaths of the Tyrells but apparently Bronn is going to be the lord of Highgarden which takes me to uh, yeah. uh, uh, Fitzy. Uh, Sir Brendan of House Fitzy sent a lot of great feedback but I'll just cherry pick my favorite of his feedback which was Bronn? That was a weird scene bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's yeah, the yeah, remark. That's
0: what I thought too. Yeah. I mean, th- that seemed to me just like, uh well, we got to get Braun back in here. People, we love Braun. We got to get, we got to get more Braun. Braun's not getting high garden and Braun's not killing Tyrion or Jamie. So, what's happening here, Josh?
1: braun has been to Dorne, and this was the worst Braun scene of the series. It was so, it was so stupid. <laughs> it, it was
0: just, it was like a cartoony to me of uh, just like, all right, well, what's your offer? Okay, could you do better than that? Okay, well, let me see. Um, but no way that Braun ends up the Lord of Highgarden under
1: Daenerys' reign, right? It felt like a, a bad attempt at a Quentin Tarantino scene was was brawn like coming into the inn with the crossbow and like the staging of it and just like being very very talky and and you know a like, cock of the walk type stuff it was like reservoir Direwolves. wolves mm-hmm. uh, it's just it's very stupid i don't know i i look i i don't i think the fact that it was on the show and there's only two episodes left like, are they going to reverse course on that? Aren't we now just going to get like Bronn as Lord of the Reach? That seems so stupid. I mean, but like, I don't I don't know what kind of story energy is going to be invested in uh, in reversing that. Unless like unless maybe like the funny kind of arc for for Bronn is that there's always another job and the prize could always be bigger and the promise could always be higher. So Bronn is on the Iron Throne
0: by the end of the series
1: well like whoever like survives what's coming up like if it's Tyrion and jamie they're like i know we said high garden but there's one more thing we got to do and if you do it for us we'll give you the moon you know whatever <laughs> it is uh I, I, like maybe there could be something like that where bronze just like oh no here we go again have you ever heard um, of uh, marim yeah <laughs> send him to marim <laughs> um I don't know. I thought that scene sucked. I thought that scene was terrible. It made no sense at all.
0: Even if Braun was gonna uh then uh, if they were gonna give him high garden, how was Braun gonna catch up with Jamie and Tyrion again? <laughs> that was like He's his learning. one his one shot to kill them. He didn't put like a tracking device on them. He's lurking. He's lurking. He's Mm -hmm. just like always in the shadows. He's very sneaky. I thought that it was the scene. I thought that Brianne was going to come in and then kill
1: Braun from behind. No, I just don't know why it existed. What a bad scene. It was just Mm -hmm. awful. Yeah. This is a really bad scene. Uh, People want to know what's coming next for uh, the the Lannister brothers. Uh, Chris from New York had written in and said, I'm noticing an interesting parallel between Tyrion and Jaime developing. Both of them are being told by others that their queen, Danny and Cersei respectively, are not fit to rule. But for the longest time now, neither of them has been willing to accept this fact. How do you think each of the brothers will deal with the queen that they have at one time pledged? loyalty to uh, rob do you have a prediction for how this will go for Tyrion, as it relates to danny ultimately and jamie as it relates to cersei ultimately <sighs> jamie's gonna kill cersei right like that's what he's going off to do
0: i don't think that they can give aria the kill of the night king and cersei that uh, she, i don't think they'd let her kill both of the big bads she got the night king I, I don't think she gets cersei
1: yeah
0: i agree Jamie is the one that her. uh, Jamie is the one that his storyline, his arc, everything in the series has always uh, been about him and Cersei. Uh, I I think that he's the one who ends up uh, taking Cersei out. I
1: I liked the I I like the idea that he is he is going to to King's Landing and whether he like means to do it or it just kind of ends up like Echoing what had happened, you know, uh, a dozen years or so earlier, uh, that Jamie kind of like follows in his father's footsteps of when Tywin came to King's Landing in the Mad King's hour of need as a friend, and he comes into King's Landing and causes the the final act of the Mad King, uh, because he betrays him, uh, and you know, it creates the circumstances under which Jamie has to become the Kingslayer and kill the Mad King before he destroys King's Landing. I kind of like the idea of Jamie coming back back to King's Landing uh you know posing as a friend or actually because he is addicted to Cersei and he just needs to see her he needs to try to talk her out of all of this stuff and he gets to her and she's about to do something terrible and he stops her and he kills her uh, I think for Jamie Lannister to Kill Cersei there's like the Valonqar stuff That's not really a part of the show and I think that We learned a hard lesson some people learned A hard lesson with the way that the show Views prophecy uh, in uh, In the way that they handled the Night King um, I, I feel like to to lean Too hard on Valonqar uh, the, the Prophecy of the younger sibling Killing Cersei uh, is probably a mistake, but I still think that there are story arc reasons uh, why it's a a very sensible uh, decision from the writers to have Jaime kill Cersei uh, and for the Kingslayer to become the Queenslayer, I think just kind of writes itself.
0: What about for Tyrion? I think that he ends up staying by Daenerys's side and, and maybe ends up being her only friend and trying to be the voice of reason.
1: Well, how about this? And this is something that I hadn't even thought about until uh, I saw the feedback come in today. Uh, You know, my my thinking is we have we have the scene with the Hound and Arya. They're leaving Winterfell. Uh, They're they're both heading down south to uh, they have they have uh, they have unfinished business that they need to resolve. The Hounds clear cut, right? goenbo that's happening he's going to kill his brother uh, arya i would assume is going to cross off the last major name on the list that he wants to, uh, that she wants to kill cersei um what if she wants to kill somebody else okay. uh this is this is from lauren uh lauren wrote in and said do you think it's possible that arya is going south to kill danny not cersei We saw her as she was about to get the news about John being the true king, and the next Arya scene was her heading south. Could a name have been added to her list? Trevor Chong adds and says, since Arya has ended the life of the Night King in his blue eyes, there's been a lot of speculation about who Arya's green-eyed victim will be. Most people assume this is pointing towards Cersei, but there is another notable character with green eyes, and that is none other than our Khaleesi, who by the way has purple eyes in the book, but not on the show. After the event Of this episode is there any chance that Arya makes a move against Danny To devils advocate that Out just a a tiny bit uh, Just to like to kind of like work With like a, a fairly active theory As far as I've encountered it uh Arya says she has no intention of coming back to winterfell is that because she like thinks she's going to die or is it because she thinks that she's about to do something that john can't bring himself to do that she is uniquely qualified to do because of all of her ninja skills that she is going to do something that is going to break her her uh her bastard brother slash cousin's heart and kill daenerys and solve that problem and then just like never show her face in winterfell again like she's going to she's yeah. going to bear that moral burden is what she's setting out to do.
0: I don't see Arya killing Daenerys. Uh, Did you see it.
1: her killing the Night King? I, I didn't see her, but but at least the, the A song that, of ice and fire. She kills the, the the Night King, the ice. She kills the Dragon Queen, the fire. I don't think that Daenerys dies without her.
0: Uh, and Stephen and I were debating about this. I think Daenerys is pregnant and, and I think she lives to have the baby. Yeah, so I, I don't think that Arya, I mean, maybe Arya attempts to, but I, I don't see Arya killing Daenerys being part of the show.
1: I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's it's um it's fun food for thought to think about yeah. that as a possibility. Do you think that Daenerys is pregnant with Jon's baby? Um. yeah. I mean that was that was my thinking coming into the season. I don't. I'm trying to think if if anything has happened that really changes my mind on that front. Steven and I
0: wagered uh, knowing it's snow at all on that.
1: Wow. Yeah. And you said yes, and he said no. He, yeah, he said no way. He said it's no, snow way. Way. It's no way, no way, no way. I mean, my preseason bet was was your bet. So I, I don't just like kind of like thinking about it. I haven't seen anything that. Uh, really moves the needle too far one way or the other other than the fact that a lot of time seems to be passing like at least like two months it feels like have passed since like when? a month or so since they got to since they were on the the boat oh right okay so i mean obviously i'm not a father i don't i don't know how these things work mm-hmm. uh, but you would think like maybe like we would have an indication You think this two point. months since they were on the boat It's probably not that much longer than that. And they're also like now that she's back in Dragonstone and has gone to King's Landing. I know we're traveling by map and time is a little murky, but Mm -hmm. yeah, this is like a significant stretch of time, I think. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Okay. Anyway, just something to think about. I hadn't thought about the possibility of Arya going to King's Landing to kill Daenerys, but uh, uh, I I figured let's, let's plant the flag. Some 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 strong feedback uh, last one for you is, uh, testosterone Tommy, which is a great handle. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! Say, yeah, I know. Uh, say how long is it going to take Danny to realize that by legitimizing Gendry, he's now Robert Baratheon's legal heir to the iron throne. Hmm. King Gendry. What do you think? Uh, he's a man of the people. Why did they bring him back on the show? If not, for something like really important and like not to take anything away from the very special night he shared with Arya, not to take away from the fact that he helped build all these, you know, super cool, funky new weapons, uh, for all the people, uh, and the war against the white walkers. Uh, but they, they seemed like they, you know, they were, they had that on lock because they had an Arya Stark, uh, much like the Avengers having a Hulk, mm-hmm. uh, Why bring Gendry back and why make like a big moment of him becoming Lord of Storm's End if not because Gendry's gonna get the throne? I think Gendry's gonna get the throne.
0: Well, they needed uh, his uh, smithing prowess uh, in and they needed his uh, amazing running. Don't forget uh, beyond the wall. I bet, you know, the show has like the big four houses of, you know, the Starks, the Lannisters, the Targaryens and the Baratheons. And maybe they just wanted to leave the show with, you know, something intact for, you know, the big four. Maybe. You know, they they had basically taken all the Baratheons off the board and, you know, they had they had the Gendry character. And then, uh, you know, you had a love interest for Arya. He served a couple of things. Uh, I, I don't know if the show ends with
1: Gendry as the uh, the king. Good guy Gendry, though. You know, good guy Gendry. Little bit dim, kind of dumb, but really good guy. Man, man of the people spent man a lot of, of time
0: people. in uh, Flea Bottom.
1: You know, he knows what it's like to be on the on the receiving end of these horrible power structures that have governed everybody. Yeah, you know, he knows what the bull of brown is like. He's got a good name now. He's got a good story. He's got good people around him. You know, Davos Seaworth, Hand of the King. That's great. hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's possible. Uh, I don't know if anybody's pumped up for that.
1: I mean, it's not the sexiest ending. No, uh, no. I mean, for, for some people, it is. Mm-hmm. He's a very attractive man, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, there's there's other stuff, but it's we are over an hour at this point. OK, well, Josh, how how are you doing going into these uh, last two episodes?
0: Can can the season be redeemed?
1: Um, ha, ha, ha. can the season be redeemed? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's find out. I, I having gone through a lost rewatch recently when I really disliked the final season while it was airing. And then I really liked the final season when I rewatched it recently and it just played a lot better. Um, I wonder how, uh, this, you know, what will history do to the Game of Thrones final season a couple of years from now? i think i have seen enough at the very least now at this point through you know four of six episodes uh to to know that this final season will be thought more uh it it will it will end closer to like that lost Sopranos side Of the mm-hmm. spectrum then like the Breaking Bad the leftovers the you know The the Friday Night Lights is the The shows that ended in a Way that the people who loved those Shows the majority of people Were outspoken in how much they Appreciated how those shows ended Versus uh, the people that there's at the Very least a vocal minority of people who are Angry about the way in which a show ends If not a majority and I'm like Thinking about the people in my life who Who've watched every episode of Game of Thrones watch it every week they don't think too hard about it um like how, how are those people reacting to this final season they're not loving it um. so I, I wonder I wonder I think I've seen what I'm saying is I think I've seen enough to know that I don't think that the I, I think that it's gonna trend towards a thumbs down in the immediate moment I mm-hmm. think that uh, Game of Thrones like it's just the the bar was way too high and it's gonna yep. be too hard it's gonna be too hard to clear Um. I might enjoy it I've enjoyed large parts of this final season so far I've also not enjoyed parts of it but I'm I'm open minded as we get into these final two episodes
0: yeah I don't know I, I think that uh, I expected whatever they did was going to be met with uh, criticism. So I think I sort of had like a middling expectations of what it was going to be. And so uh, I I haven't been like that underwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah been fine but that's not a glowing review it's, it's not it's not a great <laughs> review but i've i've enjoyed these four episodes and yeah. it's it's exciting and i'm looking forward to seeing you know how it's gonna be it's it's not gonna be the the book version or the really long form version we're getting it on you know fast speed and there's still almost three hours of show to go and i, I do think that there's gonna be some big twists and turns
1: here and uh i'm here for the ride. I do think uh, I, I like to fantasize about George R. R. Martin in his secret evil lair like Dr. Claw laughing maniacally uh, as he as he sees like the blood uh, pour through the streets of the reactions to Game of Thrones. He's yeah. got a real opportunity should yeah. he choose to He's basically
0: like Cersei, you know, with the cup of wine looking at <laughs> <Yeah>. the <laughs> Sept of Baelor just yeah. exploding yeah. Yeah. right now. He's like, oh, man, yeah. what I've got is so much better than this. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, like, Lord I mean, of Light,
0: please give me your strength.
1: You know, I, I think I, I do think like, if he does not come back and, and write the books in a in a way uh, or, or just at all. But if he doesn't write the books in a way that, you know, really, really pops, I, I think that the, the reputation of Game of Thrones as a franchise uh, may be a little roughed up. And and I wonder, like, what the appetite for, like, the successor shows and stuff. I always wondered what that was going to be like anyway. But I feel like a a successor show of Game of Thrones is going to come on uh, a year to a year and a half after the series finale of Game of Thrones ends, given, like, the current apparent attitude towards the final season of Game of Thrones. I wonder if people are going to be hyped about it or they're going to be like, oh, yeah, here we go again. I've I've been burned by it once. Yeah, you're not getting me again, HBO.
0: Well, I don't think it's going to have the same audience that the original Game of Thrones has, but I think that even at, you know, half of the audience, I think uh, you know, it depends how good it is.
1: I mean, I'll be writing about it, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. be watching it.
0: Look, we j- we have to take a we ha- we have to embrace what what
1: what we like about this. This is it. There's only two episodes left these are compelling times i i love this stuff you know this is it's all very fascinating to me if nothing else so i i can i can appreciate it on that uh kind of like clinical level of like what's going on here yeah why, why why is this not working why is this part working why is that part really not working why is that part really really working uh what are they getting right what are they getting wrong and why uh that's that's interesting stuff to me so uh I was going to say I'm I'm happy, but I'm I'm like probably too tired to to be like outright happy. But I'm 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 invested. This Mm -hmm. is it's it's a compelling time. Uh, This is historic times where we only have a couple, uh, you know, we only have like a, a few days left on the planet in which we don't know how Game of Thrones ends. Every every day during this time is a fascinating day.
0: Yes. Okay. All
1: right. Sunday night after
0: the last war, I guess. Stephen Fishback and I will be back for more Snow It Alls Live. Uh, we were on around uh, 1040 uh, last week, Eastern Time. So expect us uh, back or again around that time on postshowrecaps.com. And then Josh and I, in one week's time, will pick up the pieces on the feedback show. Send us your questions, G O T. At post dot com. Of course, uh, Josh Wiggler is uh, that fueled by the Lord of Light himself over at thr.com dot com slash uh, Game of Thrones. So many uh, different uh, articles and interviews, everything you need to know. Follow at Round Howard on Twitter. Josh, any, anything else?
1: No, that's that's basically it
0: okay all right thank you guys so much uh for listening hope we get a good show for everybody on sunday night when Fingers game crossed, of thrones baby. returns we appreciate your feedback and star ratings in the apple podcast store when you go to uh post slash got itunes take care everybody have a good one bye